Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen, the best podcast with two people. That one is from Norway and one is from the United States of America. That is uh, me. I am the one from Norway. The one from United States of America is Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going okay, actually. Uh, been a busy week. Uh, it's just like... Yesterday I was like, oh gosh, it's podcasting already tomorrow. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I thought it was Monday, like podcast meeting day. And I was like, oh wait, no, it's I, so I'm on the same boat. I really did when I woke up this morning, thought it was Monday. I was oh. like, oh, I got got to watch the bear with Fro today. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the bear day. Uh, we're not doing that for very much longer. Uh, I will tell you a little about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what have you done this week? I'm staying cool. I mean, obviously, heat mm-hmm. of the summer. Um, Stay, staying cool, staying in school? Yeah, it's it was like crazy hot one day, but every other day has been all right. I, but I work outside, so you doing a lot of like early morning work and then avoiding, you know, the heat of the day. I think that's like a thing uh, against South South American countries and things like that, mm-hmm. where you work like super early and then the middle of the day, just because it's so hot there, uh, work in the morning and then take like three or four hours off in the middle of the day and then work again once the sun starts going down. Like, mm-hmm. uh, once it, when it's really hot, if you work outside, that's like a way better strategy than trying to give yourself heat stroke and killing yourself, right? <laughs> yes, I would rather you not get a, a heat stroke. It's so weird. Yeah, it's totally possible, right. though. I mean, I got, even on my phone, just like a few days ago, they sent like a, you know, heat advisory warning being like, if you work outside, make sure you drink enough water, make, you know, it's got a whole list of things like uh, mm. to avoid doing. And the governor here of Oregon yesterday declared 25 uh, counties, I think it was, a state of emergency so that they can, like, release funds uh, because it's, you know, people are are being hurt by this, especially if they don't have air conditioning or things like that, yeah. Have you ever fainted uh, because of the heat? Jeez, faint? I, I don't... No, I don't think so. The only time I ever, like, remember ever actually fainting was I had vertigo when I was a kid. And I remember... One time... This is the craziest memory, actually. I was in elementary school. I must have been in second or third grade, so really young. And we were hatching baby chicks. You know, know, you get the incubator, and then you put the eggs in, and you wait, and it's like a fun experiment to do with young kids or whatever. Mm. I remember I was holding like three or four baby chicks in my hand, and I just started to feel dizzy, and then I woke up like on the ground with a baby chick like walking past me on the ground, and I remember, I remember that so vividly, even though I was so young. You know what I mean? Because obviously, pretty traumatic experience, probably. 
Uh, talking about heat stroke look, I don't know if you've seen uh, this uh, video that I'm going to post to you right now, but uh, I was uh, watching the leadership debate. <laughs> uh, well, I read I read an article about it. I didn't know there was a video on it. Oh, I was I was watching it live because I was like I'm I'm. I'm semi, I'm pretty interested in British politics. Well, I didn't even know it was happening, otherwise I would have watched it live, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, so uh, uh, what happened was that uh, uh, they were having uh, a showdown uh, between the two leaders, uh, and uh, yeah, let's see what happens uh, in the middle of the debate. All right, give me a countdown. In, uh, three, two... One go. The UK government has said it will stand with Ukraine. It's on the, the sun. How do you keep people on side? Mm -hmm. How do you keep people with you when they are suffering and things are likely to get worse? Well, the cost of not doing anything to stand up to Vladimir Putin is immense. This is if the one they think are going to win. He's not going to stop there. He's going. She's to like if Hillary Clinton and Elizabeth Warren had a baby. Oh They didn't show it, but you hear no, it. But you could. You and the lady's reaction <laughs> definitely. Okay, and then they go to like uh, a, a graphic, like yeah. they just cut away to a graphic. Yeah. Does it come back or no? It nope. just cuts away nope. to a graphic. Okay. Nope. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, that's what I was, that, when you said there was a video of it. I was like, I didn't see a video of it. I did see that, but I was thinking when you said there was a video, like if oh. we're actually following. Oh yeah, yeah. No, right no, now, no, okay. No, no. Because they would have had a camera still on her. They just didn't weren't cutting mm. to it in the live shot, right? Mm. Um, She's good. Uh, they just said it, it was just like uh, stress and things like that. So she looked fine. Like she didn't look like, like she was red in the face or like sweating no. or like her eyes didn't look like they were bouncing back and forth or anything. Like in the shot, what less than fifteen seconds earlier? Right. You don't see anything wrong with her, and uh, she, uh, this was approximately half an hour into the debate as well, so... I guess she was just holding it together really well. You know what you can... that can happen? They say that if you lock your knees too much or whatever... This happens to, like, weightlifters. If you lock your mm -hmm. knees, there's, um... Uh... Arteries in the back on the back of your legs that go like directly to your brain and if you lock your knees too tight when you're like weightlifting uh mm. i don't know if you've ever seen videos of this people will just pass out just straight up pass out because they it uh, cuts the circulation off to your brain and it just you just instantly pass out out of nowhere it just like this kind of i wonder if maybe she locked her knees a little too long standing up there maybe could be yeah no uh but it's it's kind of sad because uh, they uh, said they wouldn't really have any debates. Uh, so this was one of the very few debates that they agreed to. So it's a little bit sad that it was cut so short. And also, of, also of course, I'm very, very happy that the news anchor uh, just uh, was okay, that it was just... Uh, a weird coincidence. Right, here it says, um, the medical name is orthostatic. It, it, it can happen at church, graduations, wedding, and events where when someone is standing for a long time. More common if one is keeping their knees, knees quote-unquote, locked, like I said. Mm -hmm. uh, the pool, the 
it pools blood in the leg veins, and the person who is standing long enough uh, will... Oh, in one place will end up fainting. Right. I, that That's a very good possibility what happened, I think. Yeah. It's not impossible. Also, before uh, uh, this episode goes really into things, I saw uh, claim, uh, the third episode of Claim to Fame uh, before we started. Why are you still watching <laughs> that? <laughs> I... I don't know. I, it's just uh, it's just uh, a weird show. It doesn't even make sense. The rules don't even make sense. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I guess X I'll... Went out. Okay, go X ahead. went out. And uh, I was a little bit sad of that. Uh, did you guess who X was uh, the brother of? I didn't see the third episode. Ah, okay. I'm yeah, not, I didn't continue Cox. watching it after episode two. <laughs> Laverne Cox was... Uh, who? Laverne Cox from Orange is the New Black. Uh, I might know her if I I'm see her. I'm sure you know her. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, She's, uh I, super famous. I guess they kind of look alike. I can see the... They kind of look alike very much. Well, he wears, like, a lot of, you know, accoutrement, a lot of makeup and a lot of hair right. action going on. Uh, which, that helped probably hide who he was. Oh, I'm yeah. seeing a side-by-side. Side. Oh, yeah, they do actually look a lot. Oh, they lot look super it's not, like... But his uh, eye makeup, he has a lot of heavy-duty yes. black eye makeup, so it totally... But I think he used a lot of heavy-duty eye makeup just to... You don't think that's up. just his regular... his regular thing? Uh, well, he's <laughs> enough to do... <laughs> To have that as his regular thing, but yeah, no, I don't know why I'm still watching it. I find it utterly amusing. That's why. Yeah, it's, it, it's it, I'm not terrible, enamored terrible by celebrities enough. You're more of a celebrity gossip guy than me, so. I mean, these yes. aren't even celebrities. They're celebrities like cousins. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm such a bad human being. Uh. Talking about bad human beings, Biden. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's super nice. Uh, he signed the '94 crime bill uh, into law, so he's, yes, his can be nice all he wants, but he did that. So uh, first, he tested positive for COVID-19, uh, but uh, today and yesterday morning, he uh, was out of it. Joe Biden on Wednesday emerged from five days of isolation. Uh, Biden had mild bout of coronavirus that has, excuse me, killed millions of people around the world. Quote unquote, he said, God bless you all. And now I get, get to go back to the Oval Office, he said in remarks uh, at the Rose Garden at the White House, obviously. That's where he's been hiding all this time. Biden tested negative for the virus <laughs> on Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. Uh, Biden tweeted out a, a picture of a rapid COVID-19 test with a line showing a negative results. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so Biden's symptoms were almost completely resolved uh, after taking Paloxavoid, a five-day treatment oh. of a viral drug used to beat COVID-19. Um, 
He'd never had a fever, apparently, and has had not used Tylenol in the past 36 hours. So he's getting better. Uh, and it sounds like it was always pretty mild, at least that's what they're saying. So, uh, Is but this the third time he had it? I think this is the first time that I know of. Didn't he have it, like, two times before? No? Why don't you look that up uh, and see if you're yes. lying or not. Uh, and not I'll go lying. Not remembering incorrect is not the same thing as lying, Luke. Sure. I was being a little uh, facetious. Uh, Joe Manson and Lisa Murkowski also test positive for COVID-19. Joe Manson, a conservative Democrat from West Virginia, and Lisa Murkowski, a Republican from Alaska, have tested positive for COVID-19. They announced also on Monday... uh, Joe Manchin tweeted, saying this morning I tested positive for COVID-19. Murkowski also tweeted, uh, after experiencing flu-like symptoms, I recently tested positive for COVID-19. Meanwhile, a letter from President Biden's physician said his COVID-19 symptoms have completely resolved, like we said. Uh, Manchin's position comes a little more than than a year after President Biden pledged to cut carbon emissions in half by 2033. 2030. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Oh, I guess that's just... They're talking about... Because Manchin and Biden are obviously having a big back and forth right now about a lot of different right. things. I did remember it correctly or completely like, yes. Well, there's been a lot of people that got COVID. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of leaders... Yeah, i of Trump. I think maybe you're thinking of Boris. Maybe. Because he had it like at least twice, maybe even three times. Because he got it, like, in the alpha stages, remember? Yeah, yes. He got it very early. And, and then, then he, he I know he got it again, but I don't know if he got it yes. the third time. But that would... I know he had it twice. That would be where, my guess is where you're confusing it from. Probably. Yeah. Probably. All the corrupt politicians are the same. I guess, the, you know, this is putting... Biden says in his statement, um, COVID is back, but, uh, that get boosted, get tested and get treatment. You can live without fear by doing what I did. Um, weddings, birthday celebrations are happening in person again. Let's keep emerging from the darkest moments in our, uh, one of the darkest moments in our history. Basically saying, get, get vaccinated. It'll help you. Even if you do catch it it'll you know uh keep you from getting severely ill um so that is true well uh there are uh, worse assholes than biden steve bannon is up there on my list yeah if I, I had a list and he's creepy also he's not just a weird a- oh. asshole he's super creepy yeah biden is uh, at fun- least not creepy uh, he's kind of creepy when he touches girls. Uh, oh yeah, I guess there's that. Yeah, he is a little creepy. Yeah. You're right. I didn't. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's found guilty of contempt of Congress. Uh, this is, was a big deal. Uh, for, uh, I I think this is a big deal at at least. Steve Bannon, Donald Trump, one t- time top campaign aide and chief White House strategist has been found guilty of two counts of criminal contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with a subpoena and testimony issued by the House Select Committee investigating January 6th attack on the Capitol. A jury of 12 Washington, D.C. residents convicted Bannon in 
in less than three hours. Bannon did not testify in his own defense and faces a maximum of one year in prison for each of the two counts. He will not be detained pending sentencing. Uh, the Justice Department charged Bannon with contempt uh, of after the House voted to send him a criminal referral for his noncompliance for prosecution last year. He pleaded not guilty, um, but obviously he was found guilty, so... Yeah, prosecutors told the jury that Bannon thought he was above the law and tumbled his nose at the congressional demands. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's more or less how I would say it. You don't do things like that. You yeah. show up when you're asked. He said something else this week, like he has like a radio show or a podcast or something. Uh, he said okay. something on there about... Um, getting a small army of people to take apart the government uh, brick by brick, something to that effect. Uh, basically okay. saying we we should get a a small militia to overthrow the U.S. government. He be, he's not helping out his uh, case saying stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not, not really. Yeah, yeah. Let's overthrow the government, everyone. Like, if there was, uh, there's that old story of, like, the troll under the bridge or whatever, and he, like, you're trying to get across the bridge, but you have to feed the, it, I, I just, Steve Bannon is what I picture as that thing under the, under the bridge. He goes like, who's, boo, who's stepping on my door? Who's stepping Fee over my bridge? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fee fo I smell Christian blood. <laughs> right, they say Democrats eat babies, but this guy definitely, uh, possibly, allegedly. <laughs> uh, he's a raw. He, uh, he's a raw. Uh, what do you call it when people like re, uh, eat raw raw food and aren't vegan? Because I want to say raw vegan because that's. that's Dude, that would be like very the opposite of what. Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is there a name for people Ca who eat raw food? I think they're called cavadors or something like that. Are you talking what about was? raw meat or raw veggies? Yes, yes. Me meat, meat, raw meat. Yeah, uh, it's just I've never, I don't, I didn't know, ever know a name for it. So that's the thing. Yeah, no, I think it's after the birds, cavador. Something like that. Yeah. Sure. I'll, I will maybe remember it someday. Liver King uh, diet is what I call it, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only person I know that just eats raw meat all the time, so. <laughs> I mean, except sushi. I guess if you count sushi, a lot of people eat raw meat all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like sushi. Uh, Sushi's good. It depends oh. on what kind. I, I'm not a huge sushi fan. It has to be, like, really good for it to be good. And then mediocre sushi is bad. Which is, like, there's, like, a really fine line between good sushi and terrible sushi. The best uh, sushi I have had ever was, funny enough, in Latvia. That's random. Yeah, that's very random. I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of. It's, you know, it could have been... <laughs> Some Japanese guy that just moved to Latvia, you know, so... It <laughs> could be, yeah. yeah. You know, Latvia, very known for its <laughs> Chinese community. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, secret service, sorry. Secret service identified potential uh, missing text message from around uh, six, January 6th. We talked about this last week, if you remember. Uh, mm-hmm. They have identified the potential missing text messages on 10 f- agents' uh, phones. They say that were sent re- and received around January 6th. The agency found itself at the center of a political storm after it revealed that the text messages were deleted. Couldn't find, yeah. Investigators are working to determine whether the content of the text messages of the tenant agents contained relevant information that should be preserved. Uh, the D- Department of Homeland Security Inspector General asked last year for the text re- records from 24 Secret Service personnel who were on duty. Uh, the mm. House January 6th committee last week subpoenaed the text messages. The agency submitted just one text to the committee in response to the subpoena. That's new info that we didn't know before. Right. Uh, the ten other serv- Secret Service personnel had no text messages, and three only had personal records, sources told CNN. T- so ten of them mm. just, there were no text messages on the phone at all. Like, they'd completely been wiped, is what they're saying. Um, yeah, that smells a little suspicious because the, then you really actually need some uh, hardware to wipe a phone. It's just like if people think like deleting messages on your phone is just like oh the message is gone forever and ever. Uh, no. Uh, Secret Service investigators are probing the phones uh, that contain metadata showing the messages were sent and received around the day. So they, that's how they know that these messages exist is because uh, of the metadata. Uh, the Secret Service has continually denied that deleting the text had any malicious intent. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, but deleting and washing out those text messages are two different things in my eyes. Uh... Well, I don't know, that's just it, I don't know how the Secret Service uh, cell phone plan yeah, works. That's, that's I think also, I don't think it's the same as, like like we said yeah, last week, I don't think they're working on AT&T. iPhone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they might have an iPhone, but it's going to be some special, you know, secure right. lock, kind of like um, encrypted, every, you know, and, and not on like a regular civilian cell network, mm. I would assume, some kind of special cell cell network that probably only government agents... Uh, but who knows? Maybe they are. I don't know. Let's see if irony is a good thing over a podcast. Do you know, Luke, who I am super, super worried about? Who? Jillian Maxwell. Oh, gosh. I really, really, really hope she has it nice and comfy and good in her new prison cell. Because I'm so worried about Jislyn Maxwell. Uh, Max, uh, got a new Florida prison, uh, digs. Jislyn yeah. Maxwell, the jet-setting socialite turned convicted sex trafficker, uh, is off to Florida to serve her 20-year federal prison sentence for helping financier Jeffrey Epstein sexually abuse underage girls. She was moved to FCI Tallahassee, a low-security federal prison in Florida's capital, uh, after being in the Brooklyn federal jail where she spent the last two years under close watch. It wasn't clear whether Maxwell would be held in restrictive housing or under any other precautions given her notoriety. Um, 
Maxwell and her lawyers complained that the jail officers in New York were flashing lights in her cell every 15 minutes and er interrupting her sleep. Uh, yeah, this Tallahassee, or FCI Tallahassee, is, is about 360 miles from Epstein's old home. Um, mm. The prison offers yoga, Pilates, movies, and inmate talent show, uh, according to some prison consultants. Uh, they also have a wide range of classes and activities, including painting, leatherwork, art, ceramics, musical instruments, team sports, uh, such as softball, basketball, and volleyball. I'm so happy that the, the American justice system is wasting a lot of money on Gisela and Maxwell getting to paint. I mean, that is very, very important for me. I mean, this is all part of the two-tiered justice system. Like, we literally have prisons that are designed for rich people so that they feel Jesus comfortable and they can do their yoga and Pilates and, like, have a... a do painting and stuff, but you're if you're a poor person, uh, you go to like the worst, yeah. most fucked up prison where like they kick kick you and uh, don't care if they treat you like a dog and shit. You know what I mean? But if you're a rich person, you go to one of these prisons. I have to ask: Is this a privatized own prison? Are they are all all they... prisons in America are private prisons? Okay, almost at least okay. almost all prisons are private prisons. Yeah. Right, because in in Norway it's something completely different. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I I, gosh, I feel angry about her getting treated like this. It's like send her send her to an island, give her some bread, and let her rot there in twenty in twenty years. Not an island, Fro. You know what will happen if she if they put her on an island. <laughs> it's going to be filled up with little little girls and creepy old men by, like, the end of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, one thing about this is uh, the Associated Press reported that this prison, uh, the employees have committed many crimes in recent years, including sexual abuse of inmates. Uh, mm. According to a correctional officer and federal agents, uh, correctional officers and federal agents in 2006 were killed in a gun battle on the prison grounds. Officers opened fire as agents attempted to ar arrest him. Oh, right. So an off a correctional officer opened fire on federal agents as they tried to arrest him in, in the prison because he was giving contraband to female inmates in exchange for sex. Um, that's another question is like, yeah, she's going to this cushy, low-security prison, but what what could happen to this kind of prisoner in a low-security prison where they're not watching over her and things like that, you know what I mean? I mean, I, mean, I would like to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> It does, and it sounds like the guards are willing to look the other way in this kind of in this yeah. place, also. So hmm, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we have an update to a new story that we followed uh, some weeks ago, uh, where an engineer that claimed the AI chatbot got uh, on uh, on leave. Well, he is not on leave anymore. He's fired. 
Alphabet Inc. Uh, and Google said on Friday that it had dis- dismissed sof- a software engineer who claimed the company's AI chatbot Lambda was a self-aware person. Google, which placed its software engineer on leave last month, said he had violated the company's policy and that it found it his claims of Lambda to be wholly unfounded. Uh, in a statement, what? they said, it's regrettable, and despite lengthy engagement on the topic, Blake still chose to persistently violate clear employment and data security policies that included include the need to safeguard our product information. I mean, they're just saying, like, he he probably broke some kind of NDA. Like, you're not supposed to talk about this stuff with the press that's, like, right. secret secret uh, projects that they're working on that they don't want other I people to know that, about. I get that, but he also thought the AI was sentient, so I'm not sure in his mind he had much choice. I get... Yeah, I mean, what I saw... An explanation for this is like, yeah, if you write into the chat box, chat bot, are you sentient? It's going to respond back to you with a, a prompt that goes off like, yes, I'm sentient. These are the reasons why, and it'll. But if you were to type in, are you not alive to it? It would do the same thing. It would give you all these reasons and tell you why it's not alive. So like, it just depends on what you're inputting into the system. That's at least one explanation as to like why he would get those answers. Like he could, he could have done it and then scared himself a little bit, but you know, it also, he could also be right. We don't really, I don't really know at least. Can you please read that article one more time, Luke? I, I think, like, when people think of AI, they think of, like, something out of the Matrix, but more than not, what AI is now is just repeating back all the information it can gather off, like, the internet or off of Google in its database, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's not really talking to you, it's like a... It's repeating, it's a parrot. It's parroting. Parroting the internet is more than it is like actually parroting answering. The yeah, <laughs> than it is actually answering you. <laughs> than answering you. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> See what I did? You're so good. Yes, you're so good at reading articles. Yeah, you're a big boy. Uh, baby talk is a universal phenomenon. That's yeah. That's how I, I talked to. The cats, actually, so... <laughs> I saw I, I talk to my myself. chinchilla, too, a little I mean... It's, it's how I talk to myself. Right, okay. Who's a good boy? But we've all seen it. We've all cringed at people doing it. Uh, it is pretty cringe. We talk to a baby, like, you know, you talk to a baby. Uh, you say your voice... Uh, oh, your voice l- litting like a rapturous, accommodating Walmart pointy... Uh, the baby is utterly baffled by your unintelligible warble. Regardless, whether it helps to know, researchers recently determ- determined that this baby talk, more technically known as parentese, I don't think, I think it's more technically, I think most people know it as baby talk, right? Yes. I think you just made up this term parentese for this article, but. Yeah, I, I, it, it sounds like. Someone in 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 Yale just like yeah. What are we going to call this? 
<laughs> and then they thought it was hilarious when they made it. They were like, that is so funny. <laughs> Let's go get a brandy. Um, yes. Seems to be, uh, the, parenting seems to be a nearly universal to all humans around the world. In, uh, most, in the most wide-ranging study of its kind, 40 scientists helped analyze... 1,615 voice recordings from over 410 parents on six different continents continents in 18 different languages from different communities in those areas such as rural and urban, isolated to cosmopolitan, internet, solid, internet savvy to completely off the grid, from hunter-gatherers in Tanzania to urban dwellers in Beijing. The results published in Nature's... Na Journal of Nature Human Behavior showed that every one of these cultures in some way spoke and sang to their infants differently than they communicated with adults, but in in that, those differences were all profoundly similar uh, group to group. Okay. I could have told them that without a study. Because I've been around the world. I've been to... Uh, Russia, I've been to UK, I've been to uh, Portugal, and I've been to yeah, a lot of different countries, and everywhere it's like everywhere. That of course it's a universal thing. It's 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 very. Uh, I think it's almost like ingrained in us because. Our parents did it to us, so we know how to do it to others. Yeah, I think the interesting part is culturally, from one group to another, even if it's a completely different language, the to yeah. tonally, you still, like, raise your the tone of your voice, you gets higher, and you go, I hate, you know, you'd make that, yeah. like, even in a different language, in a different cultures, these two cultures never really interact, and yet... Right. It's over time become something. Here's another interesting thing. Uh, who was listening? Uh, people speaking 199 languages from 187 countries. Participants were asked in the study to determine whether a song or passage of speech that they were listening to was addressing a baby or an adult. Researchers found that listeners were able to tell with 70% accuracy when... Sounds were aimed at babies, even when they were totally unfamiliar with the language or the culture of the person making them. So if, like, somebody was speaking Cantonese and I was listening to it, I could tell 70% of the time, even though I can't understand their language at all, uh, whether they were sp speaking to a baby or not. Speaking baby talker. Right. That's even yeah, more yeah. interesting because it says, like, yeah. that cadence that tone is like so universal that even when you aren't part of the culture even when you can't understand the the language you can still recognize it it's pretty mm. wild the like how connected humans really are you know what i mean yeah no i it's it's i it's 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 very universal and i think i think it's because it's something, yeah, like I said, I, I wonder if it's just something that is ingrained in us from from childhood because our parents did it. And and it's also a trope on movies and in television and things like that. I'm sure that has helped a lot. Uh, yeah, but it. I was going to, but they even said that some, some of the places they were were completely off the grid, such as 
hunter-gatherers yeah. in Tanzania. Those people have never watched right. movies with, you know what I mean? Baby talk, yeah. Exactly. So they're getting it from just the ether, you know? Right. Hey, uh, do you want to talk about a very stupid woman? Okay. Yeah. A topless woman rides a lost dolphin trying to return to sea. A topless woman has been filmed riding a dolphin that was trying to return to the sea in Netherlands. The dolphin became stranded in the shallows of the beach in the coastal town of Zandafort uh, in the western Amsterdam. Beachgoers had to try to help the troubled am animal. However, one woman attempted to ride it instead. Okay. So if we go down, we got the Twitter video. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, my cups of coffee. Okay, yeah, give me a... I can't read what they're what they say up there, but... Uh, it says, Gostrich Valshecht Vrunk Klimt Ansefut the Dolphin. So that must be the word for dolphin right there. Alright, uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me a countdown whenever you're ready. Three, two, one, go. Here's the dolphin. It's loud. Here's the lady. Oh, froze. Uh... Oh. And she's like kind of holding onto the side of it, and then she wraps her leg over it, and everybody's like, "Hey, don't no, don't do that." Yeah. And there's a guy coming in, being like, "Get off of there!" <laughs> yeah. This other don't guy's like, "Jerk." That, I think that guy must have been Italian. He was doing the Italian hands. He was being like, "Hey, hey, don't do that." Yeah, he's got his hands put together like, "Hey, pasta." <laughs> pasta, don't do that. Yes. If you went to Tanzania in uh, uh, in the remote cities there, they would know what the pasta sign was. That is also universal, by the way. Act normal, someone that can be heard saying in Dutch from the beach. <laughs> normal? <laughs> I mean, just looking at the lady, I'm pretty sure she's drunk. I think she looked very much drunk. Right. I mean, she's red, yeah. but she's also outside on the beach. But just the way she's moving right. her arms and, like, her body movements looks... She's got drunk movement, yeah. Mm. Have you heard of the expression, uh, give them cake? Let them eat cake, you mean? Let them eat cake, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking, yeah. They said that during the French Revolution, wasn't it? Wasn't it uh, Marie Antoinette that said it? I believe so, yeah. I wonder if it is. Uh, it was the, a part of the French Revolution uh, where people were like starving for food and he let them eat cake. Yeah. Uh, well, Trump thinks we should eat. The fucking witch. Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. I was off last week because I had a holiday. Yeah, that's very rare. I had a holiday. So I was demanded to do no fucking work at all. That was beautiful, not working. For the first week of my holiday, I just sat staring. I always have to feel that I have to go to do something, work with something, write something, making segments of all kind of fucking podcasts. But I didn't. I relaxed. No, I did not. I did not only relax. I read books and I made some new articles for a local newspaper and planned how I'm going to win next year's election. Well, last week I was in Finland. Yes, Finland. 
one of the countries that former President Trump think is a fucking shithole. Because it have something called good social standards. The funny thing about Finland is, well, there's a lot of things funny about Finland, but we'll be on the light side first. In Helsinki, going with dark clothes, being a black metal god or anything, is just quite normal. Nobody gives a shit. You can be different and nobody gives a shit. It's beautiful like that way. I was the public library, who's like a place where you can also play games, rent videos, use 3D printers, all kinds of studies and help. Yeah, socialist hell? No, after what it was socialist heaven. Why do I think that? Because they always said like, if the, the, the free market solve everything. Well, it doesn't. We got more and more billionaires now. They don't give anything. At least some time ago, many, many years ago, even in the Roman Empire, rich people sometimes are not, hmm, not to keep the, uh, the mob angry. We give them something like shows, or libraries, or public baths, or something like that. Today's millionaires, they don't give anything. Today's millionaires and billionaires are the most greedy assholes in history. Even the people that was cut head off in France during the life of the 1700s was not as greedy as motherfucking people today. I never said I would say this because I came from not a poor family. I just admit it. I'm a working class man. I didn't come from a working class family. But I come from a working class. <laughs> I come from a family who, yeah, who was climbing into society. But it's not climbing anymore. It's not. That day is over. The rich are taking more and more and fucking more. So, I think we should not be that afraid of being called socialist or anything. Why should we be afraid? I will not be afraid even to call the right-wingers fascist, greedy, fucking bastard, thieves, asshole, scumbags, shitholes, and fucking everything little bad is. There are no truth anymore. There's no truth in politics, because if you just be kind, just give them something, just clap on your hands, we have a crisis in an, every level there is, with war, environment, and so on. But Richard people said, like, yeah, we can solve these things, but we are not going to pay for it. You have to work harder. Yeah, because you assholes, who are all those billions, have not been working fucking at all. You're just using your power to keep us fucking it down. I may I sound like communists now? Yeah, maybe I do. I don't give a fuck anymore. I say, eat the fucking rich. It's about time that some level those people pay the fair share even if they pay the fair share they will still be fucking rich if you taxed billionaires harder they will still be billionaires that's the most absurdity because sometimes we talk about jealousy like if you tax the rich people's heart oh well they have more motivation to stay rich or do anything when you have billions of billions and making more and more money each day you will not be able to motivate yourself because the state taxed you a little 
go fuck yourself. Billionaires are greedy. We don't need fucking billionaires, trillionaires, anything. We need to go back and do some revolutionary work. Use Pirate Bay. Steal fucking intellectual property to the rich bastards. Do the fuck you want. Grow your own fucking weed. But most of all, don't show any respect to rich fucking assholes. Don't treat them like kings, don't treat them like queens. Just treat them like a normal douchebag. This was Tron with Tron tells the truth. Eat the fucking rich and have a fucking nice week. Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. Uh, TV, I haven't seen that much TV because guess what? There wasn't any. <laughs> it was a very slow TV At week, all. right? <laughs> I actually watched a lot of Weed Shop 3 by Critical on Twitch. Uh, I don't know if that counts as a TV show, though. Nah. It's like it's video that. game re or playing, but, you know, Oops. I spent a lot of time doing that. And then I was watching some of Big Brother Season 24, which I'm keeping mm. up on, and... I skipped back to season 23 and realized I hadn't watched, like, the last 10 episodes, so I spent a lot of time watching that <laughs> also. But, yeah, I mean, like, well, as far as new shows, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Not a Yeah, no, I also have, like, I've seen um, the last season of Killing Eve I finally saw this week because I had time. Uh, I saw James May, our man in Japan, season two, where he goes from Japan to Italy. Uh, okay. What else did I watch? Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen the YouTube channel where James May just like tries weird sandwiches? No. It was like they had a channel, and it was just like. The, I don't know, they'd post like once every few months or something, and it would just, oh. one of them, he was like, I'm going to try a pot noodle sandwich. So he'd just take bread and put pot noodles in between it and then eat it. And they did a oh. whole bunch of just weird sandwich videos. That was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen him do, but they got rid of that channel. Or they changed the channel over to something different or something, yeah. I like him. He's very, he's very relaxed funny. I like that. He's very British. He's very British. Uh, so talking about something British I saw this week. Gordon Ramsay's bank balance. Another Gordon Ramsay show. Just what we needed. Yep. Well, this is the most convoluted program I have ever seen in my entire life, I think. Okay. So... How the fuck do I explain this? <laughs> Is that isn't that a very good beginning of like <laughs> uh, how do I explain this stupid game show? Okay, so it's a quiz show, and in 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 the balance of it, it is a, a stupid quiz show. Okay, look, but in the middle of the studio, if you can think of yourself like a table that is. Uh, uh, unbalanced on 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 a like a a, a spare okay, and from okay. the table there's three steps on uh, the left and right, north right. and south, okay. Sure. And all all those steps have numbers on them, and they draw a number, and then 
they have to balance what they want to bet on the question. So it's one person getting asked questions or two people against each two other? Two people. Against each two, other. Two, okay. two, no, no, uh, no. Uh, in a team. Two people in a team getting asked questions? Yes, yes. Okay. So if you, for example, balance something on, on uh, step three, you have to balance it over so it... Uh, because the whole thing is like you get this like convoluted gold bars... That are not really gold bars, but it like looks like gold bars sure. that you have to stack stack upon each other. Right. And the game is over if anything falls over. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we saw a show about like Jenga type show, but this is more. I I know what oh, you're saying. It's like a convoluted. a balancing beam show where you have to answer the similar toughness of questions to balance on either side. Is that what it is? No, and it's it's that is also like uh, what is weird here. So like, you get this like uh, 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 Jeopardy uh, almost looking like a board, where everyone has like a, a theme like TV soaps, football. Right. Uh, Wait, why is Gordon so Ramsay in this fucking show? Because he swears a lot. I thought all the. Questions were going to be about f- food or something. No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> it has, and that, and that, that's like, like, and, and uh, I can say that like during the two first shows, I think nobody won anything. I think it was because it's almost impossible because this, uh, it's it's random where you can uh, you pick from a bowl and and you pick a number and that number. Uh, uh, relates to something on the, this wobbly table. It is so convoluted <laughs> to explain to you. I'm not sure you understand at all. But it's a terrible, terrible game show as well. Yeah, it's just, okay. I, I, it's terrible and convoluted at the same time. <laughs> I feel like he, he could just have his own network, like the you know how Oprah has the O network or whatever, and it's just all Oprah. Yeah. St- I think Gordon could have like the Gordo network, and it could just he has oh, so many TV has, shows. Oh, you could yeah. fill up what eighteen hours a day with his content, easy. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has like sixteen seasons of uh, of Hell's Kitchen. Then you have Kitchen Nightmares. Then you have have Hell Hotel. <laughs> What was the one and, where, uh, where they stole the concept from a movie and where it was the elevator? Oh, yeah, one? yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. The slope or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was called. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's super convoluted. It's, it makes absolutely no sense, and it's just, like, it was so boring. I watched two episodes, and uh, I was out. I will give it a, a nearly a two. All right, I saw The Longest Night. This was on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. You see this? Yep. Uh, it's about uh, a serial killer who gets caught, uh, mm-hmm. and they're transporting him to like a maximum security prison. And for some reason, they decide they're gonna put him in this lower security psychiatric prison uh, instead of taking him direct directly to the other prison. I don't remember why. Do you remember why? Uh, for, they got. Uh, n- they got uh, orders to do it. Right, right. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Um, and some people find 
out. He's there, apparently, and come to break him out. But it seems like he already has plans kind of the Blacklist style where he knows what's happening before it's happening. Like, he's planning right. part of this. But it also seems like he uh, doesn't know what's going on on one side of it, right? So, um, it's a... Uh, it's very similar to the Blacklist and the Prison Break. If you were to like combine those two shows, does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, I yeah. Like that. Um, but is this Spanish? I want to say it's Spanish or something. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's very good. I I had a, a really good time with it. I saw a few episodes so far, but I'm definitely gonna finish it. It's got a great kind of mystery to it. Um, the acting's really good. It's action. Got a lot of action. It's a little bit bloody. Not very comedy, but. Overall, I'd give it a... It's a 6.5. It's right there where you mm -hmm. can, like, watch it, and you don't really even need to pay that much attention. It can kind of be a, oh, I'm doing the dishes and watching this kind of show. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a 7 last week. Really good. Yeah. Fun. I dig it. Uh, my second uh, show that I saw this week was Street Food USA. Uh, I think this will be interesting for you as well, Luke, because the second episode is about Portland, Oregon. What is it? What's the name of it? Uh, street Food USA. Oh, Street Food. Yeah, Portland is very famous for its street food, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, it was very, very fun for me to see different states. Uh, I saw three episodes out of six so far. I'm I'm just going to continue. It's very like uh, every episode is a different town. The first one is Los Angeles, then it's Portland, and New York, New York is the third one. Uh, but yeah, I uh, you follow very in. Uh, they have had very good. They were very good at casting in this show, and that helps because they kind of follow like uh, some uh, according to them like famous landmarks in in that in that city and like tell their backstory and things like that. Oh, right. For example, in in episode two, there's this vegan Vietnamese lady that makes a brisket out of uh, like a, a, a vegan ingredients. Uh, and, and her story is super interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, I very much liked it. Very interesting i will give it a 6.5 i think uh, it's a little too uh yeah i've seen it before to give it a higher score but right. uh, but i i, I think 6.5 is fair i always feel like some these shows are like paid paid for by the tourism board of all these cities that you know what i mean if Sometimes mm -hmm. it feels like remember Man vs. Food. I always felt like Very that was just yeah. paid for by oh, like yeah. the tourism board of that city and yes. stuff. Uh, which I'm sure that's probably goes into it. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. It's on Netflix, by the way. So yeah, I actually saw this on Netflix, and I don't know why I didn't see it because it seems like something I would actually kind of enjoy. Uh, oh yeah, and definitely the episode about Portland. Like I, I think I'm. That's maybe the one I I, I like the most. I just but, like uh, watching I, I people that's... eat good food. That's like yeah, like the part where you're saying, "Oh, her backstory is really cool," and they go to see landmarks. I'm kind of like, ah, I, I could fast forward through that, but seeing them eat, eat some good food, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm down for. I know what 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 would be your uh, favorite show in the world, and a show where. 
they they do that and sing music at the same time. What they go to landmarks and sing like yes, uh, yes, sing show tunes. <laughs> yes, it's a tr- yeah, yeah, <laughs> an Anthony Bourdain type show where they do show tunes. Uh, yes, um, it, it, that that would be your favorite, and my favorite would be a car show. Um, yeah, anything about the car show. A car show, yeah, just period. Yeah. Uh, everything's trash. Uh, uh, no, it's not. Uh, this is about a podcaster, but really, like, they sh- they. It's not like like an like an independent podcaster. It seems like she's at a radio station when they show her like in her podcast studio. You know what I mean? It's like a legit ah. studio. This isn't like a indie podcaster or anything and her and she's very popular she's got a huge social media following and she her brother is running for some kind of political office uh she hooks up with a guy like on a one night stand all right Mm. and it turns out that this guy that she didn't really talk to all that much because it was just a one night stand is the uh like the opponent no the caught like a the comms director or like works on the opponent's team you were you were close you were very close i i I was like that sounds like a very american very obvious obvious sitcom yeah (laughs) Yeah, trope yeah once it once it happened it was like oh i see where they're going with the show okay um right (laughs) so in that way all the conflict oh should i follow my brother and his dream or should i follow my dream i'm so conflicted i'm going to guess that's the whole show Right. Well, the, the character, the main character in this is very self selfish for sure. Uh and I think that's going to yeah, it's going to be like, oh, I need to sacrifice some some of my needs so that I can help out my family and my friends, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead mm-hmm. of just putting them on blast on my podcast or whatever. Um mm-hmm. It's fine. It's not It's not great in the sense that like the comedy's not funny, the acting's it's, the action is decent. The cinematography is mid tier, I would say. It's any normal like um, sitcoms uh, cinematography. So nothing like amazing, but nothing terrible. So I would probably give it a I don't know four point five. I guess it's not anything that I'm going to sit down and watch the whole thing for sure. But two episodes, okay. I, I I didn't feel like I was like a, it wasn't a trek to try to get through two episodes. So. So where is this? Uh, this is on free or Freeform. Freeform, okay. Mm-hmm, which is a channel here, but I think if you have like Hulu, I think it's got it's on Hulu. So doesn't sound like it's my kind of show. But don't you have Fubu TV? I think you have that, don't you? No. Oh, no. okay, okay. Somebody else does. Well, let's do the Bear episode five review. This is a different episode. Uh, yeah, this is very different. Uh, this is called Sheridan. Things go wrong in the kitchen, and Sydney finds solutions. It's very... I mean, yeah, the power went yes. out in this episode. The power went out, yeah. Um, which, that was probably the funniest part of the episode, was where he's like, uh, yeah. don't make me blow a fuse, and then right then, all the power goes out in the entire building. Mm. Um... And we still have the one guy, uh, Marcus, making donuts. Marcus still ma- over there making donuts. That's got to 
come in at some point as like a critical it has to yeah plot point because two episodes and all he's done it in, in the background is just make donuts but yeah him making donuts also is what ended up causing the power outage so it is intertwined in the rest of the story at least a little mm-hmm. bit in this episode where last episode it felt totally disconnected right I wonder if if it were uh, the donuts will like uh, come very successful and maybe that will like. Well, I think that's part of the whole thing. Is like they're the new Sydney is like creating this new uh, sauce, uh, and he's creating these new donuts. And in this episode, we Mm -hmm. we see him teaching the staff how to make this chicken piccata new recipe. And I think they're kind of revamping all the mm-hmm. old uh, concepts and trying to um, update and make this restaurant, like, you know, what's a good word for it? Higher class or more, I guess, more successful in, at the end of the day, right? That's the goal. Uh, and we're and yeah. that's what we're seeing is them trying to do that, I guess. But this episode was completely different. It felt very different. Uh, I still very much liked it, though. Doesn't <clears throat> you know it doesn't mean I, I, I was thinking it feels more like episode one than any of the episodes so far because remember episode oh, one was very yeah. like boom 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 and we had the clock right. the clock in the background of the episode one a whole lot uh, where it was right. the same here we kept seeing the clock like counting down to when uh, it's time to serve uh, mm-hmm. the customers which that's kind of the the purpose of the clock is to show you, oh, this is how much time they have left until until they need everything done that they're rushing to get done. Right. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was more like episode one than any of the other episodes, which the episode one was not as funny as the other episodes either, so no. it kind of is no. a little... It's strange. But uh, I will give it an eight. Uh, I'm going to go a seven on this one. I think this one... I think it lost a little bit, but this is like a, you know, episode five. It's right in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just one of those mid-season episodes that, yeah, isn't as good as the rest. Uh, talking about that, uh, episode uh, six, seven, and eight uh, we will do next week. Uh, because I want to do The Sandman. Uh, uh, the Sandman is... Maybe my only, uh, like, cartoon uh, manga thing that I like in the entire world. Uh, kind of like Death Note as well, uh, so that's not entirely true. But uh, Sandman is, is, for me, maybe the, the highest. Uh, do you have any relationship with the Sandman? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. So this will be very interesting, I think, because we have someone that's an uber fan, like me, and someone that does not care, like you. Uh, right. It says, when the Sandman, a.k.a. Dream... Dream? Like the Minecraft guy? He's in the show? Okay. Uh, the cosmic being who controls all dreams is captured and held prisoner for more than a century. He must... Journey across different worlds and time and timelines to fix the chaos his absence has caused. This is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's starting uh, not this Friday, but next Friday. 
It's written by Neil Gaiman, so that's exciting. It's got Tom yeah. Sturridge, Gwendolyn Christie, and Jenna Coleman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we will cover that. Uh, I am... Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm what what uh, English people say stoked about that. Uh, what I am also kind of stoked uh, of is that we know uh, now that Eurovision will be hosted in the UK in 2023. Uh, it was an opportunity. Now we know they will. Uh, yeah. So, does this change anything for like the? order of like uh of like how the voting works and everything or it just ch it doesn't really change nope. anything it doesn't change anything other than place right okay uh and ukraine is of course automatically qualified because the uk was uh, already automatically qualified anyway so that doesn't really right. change okay. yes right yeah so that doesn't really matter. I, I think I think it's okay because England came second, and I think uh, BBC is such a good broadcaster that they know they kind of have to implement a lot of Ukrainian elements of the show. Okay. So there were. I'm not as as worried as I would be if it Norway had it, for example. Uh, I, I don't think we would be as uh, uh, culminating to the broadcasters from 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 Ukraine, but since like uh, the UK has very good relationships with the Ukraine, I also think this is a good, 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 good uh, thing. Uh, there are rumors uh, on podcasts and things like this. Take this with a very much big grain of salt that uh, we will know place sooner than we were thinking. People are talking uh, end of July, beginning of August already for place. Uh, what do you mean place? The most place in the UK. Oh, the venue. Is that what you're talking about? The, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, most people are thinking uh, Scotland, Glasgow, and that is the most hot place right now. So, we will see. Uh, let's go into something else. Hulu is not running uh, democratic ads on abortions or guns. Why aren't they doing this? Could it be because they're on of Disney, maybe? Uh... Campaign groups are slamming Disney-owned streaming service Hulu for what it says is a refusal to run ads on crucial midterm election issues. The streaming service did not run ads submitted last week by Democratic campaign groups and has failed to give the groups a clear reason. The platform's rejection of the ads was first reported by Washington Post. In a joint statement, the executive directors of the Democratic Senioral Campaign Committee and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and the De Democratic Governors Association said Hulu's quote-unquote censorship of the truth is outrageous, offensive, and another step down a dangerous path for our country. Voters have the right to know about know the facts about MAGA Republicans 
agendas on issues like abortion, and Hulu is doing a great disservice to American people by blocking voters from learning the truth about the GOP record and denying these issues from being discussed, right? Yeah, there's all, they are also a privately owned company and can take whatever commercials they fucking want, so there's also that. <laughs> right, it's the exact same argument as, like, banning people off Twitter or banning people off YouTube, and then the, the Republicans get mad in the exact same way and say the exact same phrasing right. for those kind of things yeah. when they get... And then when it happens uh, to Democrats, it's the exact same phrasing. It's it, But, you know, calling it censorship, calling it this or that, when it's um, Hulu being like, if we put those on our service, half of America is going to hate us. Yes. Right, like, whether you like that or not, that's just, like, the nature yeah. of the beast um, uh, as far as being, like, a, an international brand. Uh, it says here, a few days later, ads went live on Facebook, YouTube, Roku, NBC, and broadcast cable television, but not on Hulu, uh, without any in, in additional info from the service about whether the ad has had been approved. Um, yeah, so... A lot of other places chose to do it. Uh, Hulu decided not to. That's one of the more interesting parts about it, I guess. I'm trying to think, is that the only commercialized channel Disney have that would kind of... No, Disney... I mean, the Disney Channel. <laughs> is there commercials on Disney Channel? Yeah, there's commercials on Disney Channel. Okay. I mean, there's commercials... I mean... Disney owns what Fox, uh, oh yeah, and all these other things now. <laughs> so it's not a thing oh, about Disney. Yeah. I don't think. I think it's more of a thing about Hulu. Um, yeah, not wanting to to alienate a certain demographic that uh, subscribes to their service, but at the same time, well, I don't think. I guess my point is, I don't think that Hulu is leaning uh, MAGA Republican or something like that as a company. But I don't know. Mm. I guess I could be wrong. Uh, look, do you do a good Vince McMahon uh, parody? Um, not really. Let me think. What would Vince say? Or you're fired! I mean, that's kind of... That's all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My Thanksgiving asshole! That sounds... You remember that cartoon? <laughs> yes, <laughs> a uh, toe furky. <laughs> Everybody look up Vince McMahon uh Thanksgiving Asserole or whatever it was called. Mm. But yeah, he is fired from his own company. Well Did I he don't. say that to himself in the mirror maybe? He was yeah, like he, 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 he looked like, at himself in the mirror. Fire. <laughs> Kiss my ass. He joined, yeah, he had to, like, w remove ribs, just like uh, right. so Marilyn Manson. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Club. yeah. Vince McMahon yeah, no, announced he's retiring from WWE, so not really fired, but... Yeah, no. Well, I don't think he would announce this if it wasn't for all the shit he is laying in at the moment, because... Uh, uh, report count came out yesterday that WWE didn't know of him using 
money from WWE to silence people with, for sexual claims and things like that. So he used uh, uh, WWE money without like... Like millions of dollars. I think I saw like 14 yeah. and a half million dollars or something at, for... Without like telling the board. So oh, here it even it. says 14.6. I, I mean, I was really right. close. Uh, yeah. And they had to. It says they had to revise financial statements for the company uh, because obviously the statements probably said that that money had been used for something not <laughs> right. not paying off like women uh, yeah. as hush money, right? But yeah, no, I'm I'm happy about this. I uh, I in the way that I am. Beginning to hope that this makes WWE good again because God knows it needs it because I'm not fucking watching that shit, uh, and it's just like I'm I'm so tired of the Vince McMahon era that I hope this is yeah I really hope this is the end for Vince uh, uh, rule over that company. Uh, I'm I'm worried that he still have like uh, his hooks into the leadership of that company and just could like call them up and tell them to do whatever they wanted to do what he wanted them to do i'm sorry so there's also that <coughs> but yeah because it says here his daughter who is uh, being appointed as the chairwoman of the board uh, will also mm. continue to serve as as a member of the board i mean she's the chairwoman yeah uh, additionally, yeah. this is actually good news. Uh, Paul Levisque, Levisque, mm -hmm. Triple H will, Never heard of him. will assume responsibilities uh, related to WWE creative in the wake of Vince McMahon's yeah. exit. So that's good news. That's very good news. But Le Levisqueak, Levisqueak is married to Stephanie McMahon. So, like you said, yeah, if Vince can lines. get to Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie can get to yeah. Levisqueak, and then Levisqueak, and then there's nothing. I mean, he, yeah, he's not going to go against his wife, right? So, and uh, you also have to remember that this was like two weeks after they both quit because of problems with the family, and they wanted to like take care of their family. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Smell. Oh yeah, yeah, I smell a buyout faster than people can. There was a few sneeze. years ago that that well, who was talking about buying uh, buying it up? Disney. Disney. Was it Disney? Okay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm not surprised by that. Uh, Audible plug. www.audibletrial.com/adc. Uh, That's audibletrial.com/adc. Go there, get a free trial of Audible, and get a free book. Uh, cancel any time. Uh, if you want to, you don't have to, but you can keep the book or audio product of your of your choosing. Movie news! I am so not excited for this. Uh, Zach Galgan will return to Gremlins franchise with new guest cast: Bunyan, Sandra O, oh, George Takai, and Randall Park. Good actors, but I don't want this. Uh, the Gremlin Secret of the Mogwai cast is officially stacked. The prequel... Prequel? It's a prequel? Yes. Okay. Series just announced mm. uh, a whole new lineup of celebrity voice, voice talent at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, 
he was a surprise entrance on the stage at, at Comic-Con. I mean, that, that, I guess if you were there, that would be kind of cool. Uh, but I, I agree with you, Fro. I don't, I don't need them ruining more of my childhood. Yeah, no, I love, love the first uh, Gremlins. I like all the Gremlins movies. How many were there? I want to say there was at least two. three. No, two. I think there was three. I'm pretty sure it was two. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he was Billy in the, in the original Gremlins, uh, so that's kind of funny. Um, but, uh, you know, I I don't want this. I don't need this. Uh, I'm more... I'm more happy that they are not at least like giving us a, a new movie. Uh, a TV show could be interesting, but I'm also a little more in, uh, worried that they will retcon a lot of shit, so there's that. Well, it's a prequel, so yeah, they could do that very easily, but... Yeah. Um, it just... Yeah, I just don't... It's one of those things where it's like... That's... Uh, the legacy of that movie has been set in stone. It, it is what it is at this point, you know, so and like good. to try to change that and add to it yeah. at this point is kind of like it feels gross. It's it's a money grab. It's a money grab for sure. Nostalgia money grab. Mm-hmm. Uh, US uh, venue cancels comedian David Chappelle's show following backlash. Yes. Uh... They cancelled him to a bigger venue that sold out. <laughs> uh, right, a US venue cancelled Dave Chappelle's stand-up show just hours before the, it was to go on stage on Wednesday. See, that's kind of annoying because people were probably yeah. already there, already like, or at least on the way there, or like and I think also getting dinner before you go special. there. Sorry, say that yeah. again. I also think he was going to film his special. A film, a special. Oh, was he? Okay. In a statement on the website, First yeah. Avenue in Minneapolis, Minnesota said Chappelle's show was moved to the Varsity Theater, where the comedian was also already due to perform on Thursday, Friday. Um, he drawed, drew criticism on social media after backlash last year for some material in his Netflix special, The Closer, about transgender people, which we talked a lot about at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, Chappelle's representative representation could not be immediately reached for comment so okay uh we have an update a huge update on the ricky martin situation that we talked about last week last week we said that uh, his nephew was going uh, uh was uh charging with him with uh, harassment and also having an affair with him well he withdraws everything uh, yeah, he withdrew his harassment and affairs claims against the singer in a, in his court appearance, which effectively closes the case. Um, just as we anticipated, a temporary protection order was not extended by the court. A statement by his lawyers read, uh, the accuser confirmed the court that a decision to dismiss the matter was his alone without any outside influence or pressure. So. Yeah, uh... We talked about uh, him having problems. Do you think this is something that is 110% okay now? 
or uh i mean it seems like it, it's uh why did he come out with it in the first place did he in this he said uh, he it was without a- outside influence or pressure uh and so he's saying that he wasn't paid off or anything by ricky martin uh mm. and that this was all just a mistake i guess um yeah i it it seems a little strange but uh it is what it is it seems very strange. Uh, movie. I've seen two movies this week. Yep, me too. And one of them we saw together, so. Yes. Uh, I saw a horror movie uh, called Followers. Uh, it's about a psychiatrist and her young patient uh, that says that, uh, uh, well, the psychiatrist thinks that, uh, the, the young guy is, uh, in a position of a very huge, large amount of money, and, uh, but, uh, the money are kind of, like, influenced or followed by a very dark entity, and this is the story about that. So, uh, he thinks the money are haunt- haunted. And it's about the psychiatrist and and the patient. Uh, I liked it. I will recommend it to to Luke. Okay. It, it has a cool. It's uh, just eighty three minutes long as well, so it's a pretty short movie. Uh, I I it's from two thousand and twenty one. Uh, I will give it a seven and a half. It sounds like a cool allegory of you know like uh, the. You know, they say the root of all evil is money or whatever. Right, yeah, that, money, I think yeah. that's what they're going for, like an allegorical version of that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I like the concept. I saw Room 203. Um, it's about... it. We watched a movie, I want to say last year, it was a Korean movie about these two um, kids who moved to their grandparents' house. And there's like a weird hole in the wall that ends up like showing them the future and shit. Um, mm-hmm. This this is very Americanized version of that, where it's like that, except there's no time distortion or anything. It's just like there's a hole in the wall and it's evil and there's evil stuff going on in the building. And it's these two friends that move into an apartment Um and they start to get con- well. One of them starts to get convinced that there's like evil spirits taking over, uh, and that there's something wrong with this building, and that this hole in the wall is kind of like some kind of weird mm, interdimensional thing, I guess. So it, it's it's very similar to that movie. Not as good as far as acting goes. The cinematography is kind of blah. Uh, it's very standard horror movie. I'd probably put it right there at like a four. It's nothing. Nothing. You should go out of your way to see. It's not like breaking any ground, but it, it's entertaining enough that I wasn't bored watching it. I guess. Okay. Uh, but uh, look, what did we watch together? The Gray Man. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie did very well, as I'm to understand, as far as like. Uh, Netflix was very happy by the by the release of this. Um, no, they should be. Uh, who was in this? Uh, Ryan Gosling and then Chris Evans, right? 
Mm -hmm. And they played kind of dueling roles where uh, Ryan Gosling is a government agent who is trying to figure out what's wrong with the government uh, that he's working for. And Chris Evans plays like one of the evil government assassins trying to kill him. In that way, it's mm -hmm. a very standard American action movie. I mean, you've that plot could name about a million American action movies, don't you think? <laughs> it's, it is a very uh, it's very actiony, actiony. Yeah, and very specifically like, like yeah. American action movie where everything's based mm -hmm. around like some kind of uh, U.S. intelligence agency and kind of very you know. Uh, it gives me heart. Uh, I think Mission Impossible, yes. James Bond uh, vibes. Tom Clancy, especially. yeah. Tom Clancy, yeah. But James Bond, very... I feel like they were even kind of like leaning into that a little bit, some of the James Bond tropes. Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, of course. No, it's just, uh, I think... James Bond is kind of the the British version of that American CIA uh, action movie star, right? It's it is that where th this is kind of being. And so they're they're so similar in that way that yeah. Um, I mean, it's fine. It it's just nothing special to me. I don't know what what do you think as far as like the the plot line and stuff. No, I I I totally agree. It's nothing special. I I have read a lot of reviews that gives this like a two and a three and, and things like that out of six. I I'm not there. It's not a bad movie. Like giving it under five out of ten, I think is is very 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 unfair to it. I had. A lot of fun with it. It's a funny, well, well. First and foremost, it's a funny movie, but it's also not at all boring. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I was very interested in it. I, I, I liked it. So I, just, I don't know what people's problem w were with this. To be honest. Uh, well, there's a separation that I think you're not making the distinction of is that critics said they didn't like it. Viewers are watching the crap out of this thing. I mean, they're, they've already even ordered a, a sequel. Netflix has. Right. So yeah. I think what you're making, you're saying, I don't know why people didn't like it, but you should be saying, I don't know why critics didn't like it, but I understand why critics didn't like it. It's because it's a standard American action movie and it's nothing mm -hmm. special. But for viewers, it's a fun American action movie. Does that make sense? Mm. So oh, yeah, you, you yeah. got to make the distinction, and then I think, you, and then you'll understand. Like, yeah, it's you liked it because it's fun and it's it's a popcorn movie. But critically, as far as like, is there anything? Um, it's fairly uh, cheaply done. It the there's parts in it where it, stylistically at the beginning it's all over the top and look like some kind of crazy mm. almost sci-fi looking colorful uh, scene and then partway through they just give up on that motif and it just kind of disappears. Like those little like cine cinematic things I think are the things that critics are looking at but then you know regular everyday people are going well this is a fun action movie so yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Uh, what would you give this movie? 
What did I give it? Uh, oh, I didn't give it a score. Uh, I'd probably get a 4.5. I'll give it a 5. I'll get right in the middle. I would give it a 6. I think it was better than you. Uh, I think what saves it definitely is how funny it is. I just thought it, the script could have been written by an AI or even just done with a, <laughs> a Mad Lib from kind of a Tom Clancy, James Bond Mad Lib, and then you just, you know what I mean, um, would make this film, and then they stuck in big actors and had a bunch of explosions, and, you know, there's, mm. it's, yeah, that makes it fun, but it doesn't make it like a, any kind of Oscar-winning uh, level uh, movie, yeah. Cool. Uh, I lost the page. What is the next thing we're doing? We're going to watch the trailer for no Nope. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? No. And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. I okay. actually didn't know that. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black I didn't know that either. trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pictures could move, yeah, skin in the game. I haven't seen this trailer. Me neither. The other one is like way more fast-paced. Oh, this is it's the first trailer. I see. Okay. From Jordan Peele. That horse didn't look happy. No. Was it by a miracle? We got well for that. Hmm. Can't wait to see this. <laughs> yeah, that trailer is like makes it look so much different than the the other trailer, or at least the one they've been running on TV here in America. I'm I'm so super excited for this. Uh, Look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Nope. Two siblings run a California horse ranch, discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above. While the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysteries, other... Oh, the mysterious otherworldly phenomena. Directed by Jordan Peele. Mm. Um... It's got 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, 78% of Google users liked it. It's got uh, Kiki Palmer, Steven Yoon, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. So, did you find any interesting reviews? I went to the Facebook page. They actually had one for this movie. Uh, okay. Nathan Stringer rec recommends Nope. 
Oh, well, he recommends it, but he, he says something bad. So people don't know. People do this all the time on Facebook. He says, terrible. Copycat of Skinwalker Ratch, Ranch on Netflix and nothing original. What was the production budget? Like $10,000? Five people, a horse, and a lot of land? Complete waste of two hours. It's a nope on nope. Uh-huh. Antonio said half a star. A very slow start and uh, was confusing. Didn't have any uh, steady storyline. Uh, this is actually a recommend from Br Breen Stein. Uh, so good, I wasn't sure with all the advertising if this movie would actually be good or not. But I'm so glad I went and actually saw it in the theater. Okay. Uh, Chatana Bankhead also recommends it, saying, Good movie, it had a bunch of twists at the ending... Uh, but was lacking something, but it was still good. Yeah. I agree. Okay. We will see. Yeah, I agree that uh, there are good reviews. I mean, that, that is what I meant. There are good reviews and there are bad reviews, uh, and I'd say they're kind of split as far as the Facebook goes. I don't know what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. What are you looking at? Uh, I am looking at Rotten Tomatoes. Is it looking... What does the audience score say? Uh, the audience score uh, was uh, uh, 70%. Oh, so not really that split. No. Uh, but the Facebook, they're definitely split down the middle. Uh, also coming out uh, is Shamshera. Uh, Shamshera, yes. Mm -hmm. It's an Indian Hindu language period action film produced by... Oh, uh, Aditya Chopra under Yaya Rush Films, directed by Karan Molhara. The film stars Raji Kapoor in a dual role with Sanjay Dutt as the antagonist alongside Vanji Kapoor. It has a seven out of seven point seven out of ten on IMDb. Just sixty-two percent of Google users like this movie, though. Uh, my donkey, my lover, and I. Uh, teacher... I, I hope they are not the same thing. Uh, but they are a donkey. Well, let's find out. Teacher Antoinette is mm. looking forward to a holiday with her lover. To her horror, however, he cancels on her and takes his family to the mountains. When she follows him, she ends up on a trekking tour with a donkey. Okay, so there you go. But that doesn't actually mean okay. she doesn't fall in love with the donkey, I guess. That could still happen. It's got 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. 72% on Metacritic. 67% of Google users liked it. Mm-hmm. Here's a movie I definitely want, uh, need to see. Not want to see, but need to see. How to Please a Woman. Uh, inspired by birthday surprise from my friends, a 50-year-old woman has a business idea uh, to launch an all-male house cleaning service. Uh, 6.2... Uh, hmm? Yeah, continue. 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 2 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, and 86% of Google users like this movie. Why would you need an all-male house cleaning service? Uh, like what? I think they were nude or something. 
Oh, like a topless, or oh. like something like that. Oh, okay, I see. Who knows? I, I was like, I don't understand what the market for that would be. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> alone together. They're old women. <laughs> two strangers wind up a up double booked in the same upstate New York rental during the start of COVID-19. Exasperating the situation, the lockdown forces them to both stay and confront the unexpected feelings that develop between them. Uh, 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, not great. 5.7 out of 10 on NB, 51% on Metacritic. Uh, this is directed by Katie Holmes, starring Katie Holmes and Jim Sturges, mm. as well as Spencer Granice. Well, I don't think it will be a huge surprise that we both want, want to see Nope. Yeah, I I'm definitely want to see that over any of these other movies. I'm really not interested Just in any of these other not movies. Not any of the Well, How to Place a Woman, of course, we need to see. But that's... I guess, well, uh, well, I don't need to see it now, because just by the description I know, it's apparently cleaning houses, so... <laughs> that's not us, us being man chauvinistic. That's, that's what the movie's what about. It's movie about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, coming up next week, we will cover news of the week, uh, TV and movies of the week. Remember this? Episode 6, 7, and 8 of The Bear. And uh, we will do another digital review of a movie I know Luke is looking so much forward to. DC League of Super Pets. I mean, you t talk about this night and day, don't you? At first, when I saw it, I was thinking it was like they were in Washington D.C. I didn't realize at first that it was. <laughs> you didn't realize it was a superhero movie. Well, it was that. It was that D.C. I just assumed right. it was going to be a bunch of super pets that were in Washington D.C. Or maybe they were in Vancouver B.C. D.C. B.C. Oh wait, that's, that's B.C. Whatever. Mm. The, the I thought they were in the District of Columbia. I guess. Mm-hmm. That's how much Luke loves superhero movies. Well, it's just awkward to put DC League of Super Pets and not put, like, a, a colon <laughs> or something. Or just call it League of Super Pets made by DC. That's less confusing than having it at the beginning like this. It's really weird. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Right, yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't know, I don't know why they don't think that that's awkward. Because they do it in other movies also, right? Mm. And, and TV shows, I guess. Uh, Jeremy Rant, uh, I have found a new reaction channel that I like. Okay. Called you, me, and the, you, me, and the movies. You, me, and the where they cover. Okay. Yeah, yeah, where they cover a lot of TV show and movies that uh, I have seen. It's a cool uh, couple uh, with very cute kids that comes and interferes in everything they say. See. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is the concept of, of the, the show. Uh, okay. I recommend it. Very, very fun. Uh, what, what should we talk about? Uh, I show Speed. Do you want to talk about... He got kicked off YouTube. Who? He's this guy who got kicked off Twitch, like... I want to say, like, five months ago. Um, okay. He got, got kicked off Twitch for very misogynistic behavior. Uh... Very, I don't, I don't even want to repeat it. But he would, he said some things to a woman on there that were like 
some of the worst shit you could say. So he got kicked off Twitch. Okay. Uh, and then he moved over to YouTube. He, last month, uh, I guess it was the beginning of this month because it was 4th of July, or maybe it was last month, he uh, lit a firework off in his bedroom on stream. Mm. Like, on his bed. <laughs> uh, he lit, like, an actual firework on, on his bed, and it was going off, and the fire department had to come and everything. Um, he didn't get kicked off for that, but then this week he gets kicked off... Uh, he was pretending to have sex in Minecraft, or... No, it was, like, a modded Minecraft where you can have sex, and he showed it on screen, okay. and he got kicked off for that. Not for lighting a firework inside of his house, though. So it was a little weird, like, weird yeah. double standard. But maybe it was, like, a, a build-up. Like, they were, like, we maybe they gave him a warning for that thing, and then this thing was what actually right. got, got him a, a strike, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Comic-Con was this week, so a lot of trailers have released. Uh, right. Uh, a new trailer for The Lord of the Rings uh, came out. A new trailer for... For uh, the show that we're going to, uh, to to cover, I almost forgot what it was called. Now you didn't Sad almost man. forget; you did forget. <laughs> Sad man, all of a sudden, just like out of mad. Uh, new teaser for Wakanda Forever. Yeah, uh, did you watch anything of this? Was some of it interesting for you? No, I don't care about Comic Con. You know, I don't care no. about any of that stuff. I mean, if no. if there's stuff that... The thing about Comic-Con now, as opposed to, like, ten years ago, it's not just comic book mm. stuff, it's not just superhero stuff, it's, like, everything is there. So there is things that come out of it that I am interested in, but I'm not going to follow Comic-Con, like, uh, I'm not going to watch panels or anything like that, yeah. Right, I didn't watch any panels, just trailers that came out of it. Oh, I'm sure I've seen some of that, but not on purpose. I didn't seek it out or anything like that, right? Right, uh, like me. Yeah, mostly, but you like superhero movies more, and that's a lot of what comes out of that kind of stuff. Yeah, we yeah. talked a little about this in the beginning. <laughs> um, <sighs> do we want to talk about Andrew Tate? <laughs> I, I, I think it's kind of funny uh, how 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 uh, strange he is. Uh, I think he's a strange, strange man. Yeah, he's everywhere right now he's like everybody's yeah. talking about him i think it's like his 15 minutes of fame but he's like a horrible person he was kicked it started off of, with hassan it well, started with hassan right yeah well he's all he's been a horrible person for a lot longer than that if but yes right. he actually it started with danny gonzalez if you look up danny gonzalez channel he did a video mm -hmm. on andrew tate uh a long time ago let me look at look it up um but yeah, no, he had some debates with Hassan, actually two debates, and both he got schooled, like... Oh, the, yeah, this week. It's not even funny. Yeah, as far as this yeah. week, yeah. Uh, Danny Gonzalez made a video on him five months ago, so... Okay. What's up? That was the first person I... February 19th, yeah. That I think that might have been one of the... Like, I had seen clips of the guy, but that was the first person mm. I saw talk about him like do a full like breakdown of what he actually does like his business and the some of the stuff that he you know nefarious things he does and then it came out after that video the stuff about him 
being charged or not being charged, but being getting in trouble for human trafficking uh, in Romania, where I think he lives. Um, mm -hmm. But he's being kind of the big thing is he's being platformed by a whole lot of people now that he's such a big name. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like, is that good? Is it bad? Like, I think it's going to hurt him in the in the long run. He, you know, he's going to be gone out of out of everybody's consciousness in a few months. But some people oh, are yeah. going to keep following this guy. Uh, and a lot of what he says is really terrible stuff about women can't drive and all these other things. You should say Fro can't drive and you would be correct. Yeah, I he's got this whole mentality of like uh everything in my own personal experience is true and so I'm just going to judge mm. everyone in the world off my own personal experience not like and that's mm. what the the Hassan debate was all about was like he was, Hassan was trying to point out like we as like humans don't have every bit of critical information we need to make such a large determination of like every woman in the world can't drive that's like you don't have that knowledge you're not like an all-knowing being but andrew tate is one of those people like i just need to know what i know and then i'm gonna make all the decisions on that right so why is everybody on youtube playing a cat game called stray look i think they're all getting paid to do that don't you I have no clue. I think, because uh, I've seen that also. Everybody's playing that game. Like, everybody. But I think it's they're, it's a promotion thing. They probably sent out money to all these uh, YouTubers to play it. Have you I watched? Mean, it's a cute game. I haven't watched any of the videos, which is like, uh, which is weird. I watched uh, Jack play it. Oh, did you? Okay. Jack, yeah, Jack Septicai. I know Septicai. Critical played it. I'm pretty sure Markiplier probably played it, right? Uh, yeah. No clue. I definitely saw a bunch of people play it. Sam Tabor played it, I know. Mm. But they all kind of came out in the same week, which makes me think. More than likely... It was free on PlayStation, so... Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe it just came out. and But maybe they're all getting paid. Maybe both. Maybe it's both. Um... Pink Sauce. Did you see any of the videos about Pink Sauce? Oh my sauce? god, yes. I know Swell came out with one today that I haven't Swell. seen yet. Swell did one yesterday. Wasn't it yesterday? Was it yesterday? Oh, I thought it was today. Oh. Or maybe it was really yeah. late last night and I just didn't see it till today. That's possible. Maybe. Um. But yeah, her, her, her about, like, don't eat it. It's not sanitary. I agree. I mean, it's not made... It's not... It's not a. It's not a. A lot of the argument is that in the kitchen, just like yeah. That there's which. milk in like milk products in it, um, which is on the label, mm -hmm. and that you can't ship milk products like with without being refrigerated. But isn't there? Right. I mean, I'm sure that this ver this thing is not that. But like in Europe, I don't know if this, in Norway, but they have shelf stable milk, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that in Nor Norway. That's yeah. not a thing in America. Right. So, I, I understand, like, why... But a lot of people freaking out, like, you can't send things with milk products in them, like, in the mail. You could if it was, like, shelf-stable milk. So, um... So, yeah. But I, I wouldn't eat... I wouldn't eat that if I got... Milk. No, especially since this isn't made by, like, a... Like, it seems like it's being made in somebody's garage, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you see see how it's made if you watch her video. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I watched the uh, critical did a video on it also, like a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, the Mr. Beast uh, video was kind of interesting. I'm surprised Where he didn't was... get more backlash for that video, to be honest. Why? Uh, Girls versus boys. Yeah, just the he concept very, of like, like of uh, gender. Gender. Roles? Yeah, gender. Uh, what's a good word? Mm. Uh. Gender go genders going against each other kind of idea. I mean, I guess it's like a classic idea that has been done a million times. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I I actually watched that the other night, and then it recommended me like a super old Mr. Beast video. Oh, God, I don't even know what it was. It was something with where he was shooting a cannon at things, right? Um, mm. and he's super not. It's totally different. It, it, his like. He opened the video and he was just like, hey, how's it going? Uh, we're going to shoot cannons at things. Where now he's like, hey, guys, how's it going? We're going to shoot cannons at things, everybody. <laughs> it's like completely different energy. Totally different energy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't send you this, uh, but uh, uh, Ludwig uh, went to Australia and met the Cold One guys. Oh, are they, are they going to do like a thing together? Are they doing a video together? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, at least he was, he met them. So, I'm they, going to For a long time, they, maybe... they used to do interview stuff with people, and but they've started, they've moved over to a different kind of format. So I wonder if they right. go back to doing interviews again, or not. Just for him? Yeah. Or maybe I mean, just every once being, in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, he was in Australia for some other things, and and he met up with uh, with both of them. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, I don't have anything else. That was all I had written down. Anything uh, interesting? Let's check the news really quick, uh, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, yeah, wrap, nothing. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. There's something going on with the Brittany Grinner and the Ru and Russia U.S. making a deal. So maybe we'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we will talk about Alex Jones being full. Yeah, there's an Alex Jones trial going on. We'll see if anything happens with that. It just started like yesterday, so nothing really has happened mm -hmm. with it yet. Oh, and then the Russians pulling out of the space station. We'll see if anything happens with that also. So lots of news already happening for next week. Mm-hmm. We are awake and aware. Yep. Look, awake and aware. Yeah, I'm going to go shopping now after I edit, so. Ooh, what are you going to shop for? Just the essentials. I need some bread and milk, that kind of thing. I was hoping maybe you find some of the ice cream I've been sending you. Well, I don't have a Walmart anywhere near me, and the only thing that's like a, is that they don't have it. So I'd have to drive like an hour away, Aww. and I don't think I'm going to do that. So. Aww. Well, well, uh, yeah, I saw pizza and uh, mustard ice cream. Pizza and mustard like, ice cream, Whoa. yeah. Pizza yeah. sounds gross. Mustard actually doesn't sound bad to me, to be honest, so. <laughs> okay, um, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.
Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.